Well, there's something Ohio State hasn't done yet tonight against Northwestern. Uh, yeah, it's not over. Well, it's over. It's just not finished. <laughs> Why would I wait on the uh, Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast for the final 10 minutes of this to run out? No, no, not necessary. Uh, 38-3 as I, Bruce Hooley, sit down to give you my immediate reaction podcast to the Buckeyes ascent to 7-0. and oh. You know what was going to happen? It did happen. It was uh, about as easy as you thought it would be. Uh, maybe not as quick as you thought it would be. They uh, entertained uh, Northwestern for a quarter. And then, uh, like Maximus in uh, Gladiator, uh, unleashed HE double toothpicks on the uh, plucky Wildcats from Northwestern in their Gothic-themed uniforms. Yes. It was uh, over quickly tonight as Ohio State is uh, in the process of taking care of Northwestern. Uh, and I would imagine that there are going to be uh, some uh, sleepy Badgers from Wisconsin tomorrow morning for their noon kick against Illinois because Ryan Day gave, uh, if not the Wisconsin players, he certainly gave Jim Leonard, their defensive coordinator, and their head coach, Paul Christ, a lot to think about tonight. Uh, with some new wrinkles on the offense, some things we hadn't seen before. Oh, we've seen J.K. Dobbins score before, and we've seen Chris Olave score before, and we've seen Justin Fields throw for four touchdown passes before. But we've not seen that route to Chris Olave that got the Buckeyes on the board in the first quarter. We've not seen that route to J.K. Dobbins, kind of a drag route, double drag route. Uh, across the middle where they ran a guy across the middle and then they ran Dobbins right behind him and he hit him and off to the races. So uh, Wisconsin will rise to 7-0 tomorrow. Well, Saturday, because you may be listening to this on Saturday. Wisconsin kicks it off at noon against Illinois. Illinois has, uh, well, more chance of beating Wisconsin than Northwestern had of beating Ohio State, but not much more, not much more. So what what a game. Next week in Ohio Stadium, high noon kick. Fox will be all over that one. Uh, Urban Meyer and the uh, Brady Quinn, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush show, I'm sure, will be on campus for that one. So, uh, wow, what a matchup. It'll be, at minimum, number four Ohio State and number six Wisconsin. But, um, you know, Ohio State was three. Georgia lost. LSU won impressively. Who knows what the polls will show us, but certainly it's the the game of the year in the Big Ten. Uh, And now Ohio State has scored uh, four. To make it forty-five to three uh, in Evanston, uh, I don't have a television on where I am because it's the backups in, and I know it's great for those guys. Uh, listen, I don't care what this ends up. And somebody uh, participating in our live game day chat on my SI site, si.com backslash college backslash Ohio State, said it would be fifty-two to three. You were on schedule for fifty-two to three, my friend. With 9.20 to go, uh, Jeremy Ruckert getting back on the board. Congratulations to Jeremy. He's been in the witness protection program since the uh, first game of the year when he caught two touchdown passes. Uh, that was an 11-yard drive, so something tells me that uh, Northwestern turned it over. <laughs> or Ohio State uh, returned a punt for a long distance. Uh, let's talk a little Wisconsin-Ohio State now since it is uh, in our crosshairs. Okay. Ohio State tonight in the second quarter scored three touchdowns, and Blake Hobiel, whew, Legatron, with a 55-yard field goal to walk it off at halftime. 
That's 24 points in the second quarter with Olave's touchdown in the first quarter. That's 31 points in the first half with Austin Mack's touchdown in the third quarter on the end of a drive where Mack caught four passes for 50 yards after not catching any passes in the first half. And by the way, Chris Olave didn't have any catches against Michigan State. He caught two touchdown passes in the first half. So good luck to you, Jim Leonard and the Wisconsin defense figuring out where it's going to come from when Ohio State takes aim at your defense next week. Because it could be Mack, it could be K.J. Hill, it could be Olave, it could be Garrett Wilson, it could be Dobbins, it could be Teague, it could be Ruckert, it could be Farrell. I mean, good luck. Good luck. All you know is it's going to come from the hand of Justin Fields, who tonight finished 18-23, 194 yards, four touchdowns. I guess for Northwestern's top 30 defense, if you're looking for something to hang on to and uh, be proud of, Willie the Wildcat, you come on down. Congratulations. Are the first team this year to hold Justin Fields without a rushing touchdown. Hey, it's something. Six other teams tried. Six other teams couldn't do it. You did it. Uh, But Fields, uh, boy, this kid... Uh, he didn't look comfortable tonight in the beginning. It looked like he was double-clutching on some throws, but then he started to trust it. And uh, the throw to Dobbins was a super throw. The throw to Olave for the second touchdown was a super throw. The first one was really, really easy. While the starters were in, this according to Bill Landis of The Athletic, Ohio State averaged 6.6 yards per play against Northwestern. Wisconsin, a couple of weeks ago up in Madison, averaged 4.3 yards per play against this Northwestern defense. Again, you know, Ryan Day, he's he's not Lou Holtz. He doesn't, like, tell you it's the, you know, toughest Army defense I've ever seen. But Ryan Day is not going to be on anybody else's bulletin board, at least not for uh, probably give Ryan Day another year or two before he gets cocky enough that he might say something that would show up on somebody else's bulletin board. He's highly respectful of every opponent. So you never really know if he believes all the nice things he says about the opponent's Ohio State play, or if it's just customary coach speak. Well, you know, he said, hey, all these Northwestern guys are the guys who were on the defense last year that gave us some problems for a while at the Big Ten title game, and they were the same guys. But boy, oh boy, they didn't have the same success for as long as they had success against Ohio State. He said, well, wait a minute, wasn't Ohio State up 24-7 at halftime? They were. But then Northwestern kind of stoned them there in the third quarter, and they got within 24 to 21. And then they, even with 11 minutes left, they were within 31 to 24. So they're within a touchdown with 11 minutes to go. Now, you, not, you nor I, nor even Pat Fitzgerald, thought they were going to win that game against Ohio State and against Dwayne Haskins, who ended up passing for 499 yards and five touchdowns. But nevertheless, that was a lot more competitive than this was tonight. So. When Ryan Day said, eh, it's a top 30 defense, I'm thinking, eh, is that really a top 30 defense? It, it was. I looked it up. They are a top 30 defense. Nobody had gashed them. Uh, too bad. Now, Ohio State's only sitting on 360 yards right now, but, you know, they got the starters out of the game. J.K. Dobbins is going to finish with 121 yards tonight. Congratulations to J.K. Dobbins. He moves into the top five in uh, all-time rushing at Ohio State. He still doesn't have his 1,000, but he'll get his 1,000 against Wisconsin. You know, we're going to talk about a ton of things, Wisconsin and Ohio State. The one thing nobody's talking about, and I'm remissing this. I hadn't 
share this with you guys until this week on, I believe it was on Wednesday's podcast. J.K. Dobbins actually has more rushing yards going into this weekend's games than Jonathan Taylor. Now, it was one more rushing yard, so if Taylor gets 122 tomorrow, he'll be tied with Dobbins. He's probably going to get more than that against Illinois, although maybe not. Maybe they'll you know try to keep him in bubble wrap because if they don't have Jonathan Taylor against Ohio State next week, they got no shot at all. None. Zero, zip, nada. Tonight, it was workmanlike. It was what it needed to be. Chase Young got a sack early on. Northwestern, you know, look, they were not going to win this game. I was thinking before the game, is there any way Northwestern could win the game? And no, no. You know, Fox, excuse me, FS1, excuse me, Big Ten Network. Okay, they're all one and the same. They tried to make it sound like, hey, you know, when Ohio State lost to Purdue, and when Ohio State lost to Iowa, <coughs> see, I'm choking on the very thought. They wore black uniforms. Purdue did and Iowa did. And Northwestern, oh, they're wearing black uniforms. Yeah, okay, great. Then we got that incessant, ridiculous, overblown, tall grass story all week long. Have I heard about the tall grass once? It was once too many times. Oh, you know, Northwestern's going to grow that grass ankle high. Urban even played into that on the pregame show. Oh, I remember I couldn't even see my shoes. Somebody explain something to me. If you're a fast guy running in tall grass and you're a slow guy running in tall grass, wouldn't you still be a slow guy in tall grass? Is there some phenomenon I'm unaware of? Having grown up in Ohio and having mown a lot of grass. Have never smoked any, but I have mown a lot of grass in my life. And I'm pretty sure if you're fast on short grass, you are fast on tall grass relative to the slow guy who does not, I don't think, unless there's some kind of goofy transitive physics property that I'm unaware of, and it could be because I skated in science in high school because my coach in cross country and track was my science teacher. Slow guys don't get fast in tall grass. So I hate the tall grass theory. And for a while, I thought, oh, we're slipping and sliding out there tonight. Maybe we're going to have the wet grass theory. If it's wet for us, it's wet for them. I don't know why. We were slipping. They weren't. Maybe because they're slow and slow guys don't slip because they're not moving fast enough to slip. But that's how desperate we were for storylines on this game because Northwestern's offense is just horrible. And it's not going to look any good against Ohio State's defense. Of course it's not. And it didn't. They got a field goal early on. I thought Pat Fitzgerald was crazy for kicking that field goal, but otherwise you'd be looking at a big donut tonight. So it's uh, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, Ohio State's 7-0. Now they've bumped it up to 51-3. to There you go, Master Teague. 73-yard touchdown run. One play, 73 yards, 12 seconds. Again, Wisconsin. Who do you stop? Who do you stop? You can't just say, oh, you stopped Justin Fields. Yeah, well, how are you going to do that? He's behind the best line Ohio State's had in a while. He's not a guy who... He's not Braxton Miller, okay? He's not J.T. Barrett. He's not a guy who running the football is so essential to what Ohio State does. I mean, Justin Fields running the football is so essential to what Ohio State does that, well, we're going to take Justin Fields away on the edge 
and that'll really gum up the works for Ohio State. Now, you could do that, I mean, if you could do that, to Braxton, yeah, you were really ahead of the game. If you could do that to JT Barrett, yeah, you were ahead of the game. Against Dwayne Haskins, you didn't have to worry about that, and that's why for a while last year in the Purdue and Minnesota stretch, Ohio State went seven consecutive trips into the red zone without a touchdown. But Justin Fields, you can't take away a guy who throws the football from the pocket. You can't take away a guy who rolls out behind good protection. You can't take away a guy who scrambles away from pressure. That's impossible to take that away. Now, you can contain that if you got really good spies, but do you think Wisconsin's going to be able to take that away from Justin Fields? I don't. Michigan State's a good defense, and I would argue Justin Fields broke that game open with a 35-yard run because all of a sudden, oh, well, we got to pull our horns back a little bit on the old quarterback rush. And then when they did that, boom, J.K. Dobbins out the gate. So, man, I'll tell you what, scheming against this Ohio State defense, well, we ranked the teams this week, Spiels and I did, who we think are most dangerous. Chris and I disagree, but neither one of us had Wisconsin at the top of the list. Chris has Alabama at the top of the list. I have Clemson at the top of the list. I don't think he said who he has too, although he didn't really disagree with me much. He didn't push back when I said I have Oklahoma as the second most dangerous team to Ohio State. It's only because I think they could outscore Ohio State. Ohio State will beat Wisconsin because, first of all, they have better athletes, better speed, better talent, better depth. The game is at home, and that's going to be a big factor because Jack Cohn, the Wisconsin quarterback, who's been very, very good, has not faced anything to prepare him for what it's like playing in Ohio Stadium. It's not as noisy and rowdy and crazy and nutsy for a noon game as it is for a night game. Still, Jack Cohn played five straight games at home, and now he's playing at Illinois. Come on. Anything that I just outlined on the Jack Cohn resume tell you, oh, yeah, he's ready for a game in the Roman Coliseum that is Ohio Stadium. No. No. And he's not played against Chase Young. So... Uh, keep your eye on Wisconsin on Saturday. See if they come out of that game healthy. It's all good for Ohio State. Um, Yogi Berra once said, it's never over until it's over. Uh, In terms of this podcast, uh, it is going to be over before the game's over because it says here on my screen on OhioStateBuckeyes.com, and they wouldn't dare lie to me at OhioStateBuckeyes.com, that there's seven minutes and 46 seconds still to play in Evanston, and it's 52-3. to Uh, My guy from the uh, SI.com backslash college backslash Ohio State, he called it. He said it'd be 52-3 Buckeyes. Would you bet against them scoring again? I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against them scoring again. Uh, I'd bet against you if you decide to go with any other plumber, any other heating and cooling expert other than West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating. That'd be a big mistake on your part. West Jeff Plumbing and Heating makes our podcast possible. We appreciate that very much. 614-879-9606 is the number for West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating, and they service all of Central Ohio. And they'll service far along I-70 on the west side. So, you know, if you're in Gahanna, they got you covered. If you're in Springfield, they got you covered. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating on the web at westjeffplumbingandheating.com featuring Lennox high-efficiency products. You want up to hundreds off, maybe up to 500 bucks off a brand-new furnace? You'll get that at West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating, whether a replacement furnace or a new build. Congrats to you if you're building a home. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating can do all the plumbing, new construction, 
all the heating, all the cooling. West Jeff Plumbing and Heating, really good people, really quality people. So Ohio State, 24-point uh, second quarter. I was thinking about this <clears throat> with the 28-point first quarter against Florida Atlantic. Um, I know Ohio State, the second quarter has become their quarter since the Florida Atlantic game. That game, it was, you know, right out of the chute, blammo, right between the eyes, Lane Kiffin. Ohio State has in every game this year had a quarter, most of the time the second, where they have scored three touchdowns. That's how explosive they are. So Wisconsin's game plan is run Jonathan Taylor, um, keep the football away from Justin Fields. He's good, but he can't score if he doesn't have it. I am mildly surprised that tonight Northwestern is going to put up more than 100 yards on the ground rushing. That I did not think would be possible. Uh, one good sign for them, uh, Sydney, Ohio kid, Isaiah Bowser, sophomore running back who'd been out since the season opener with a knee injury. Isaiah Bowser uh, had a nice little game tonight, 16 carries, 65 yards. Drake Anderson uh, has got 36 yards on the ground. Their quarterback, Aiden Smith, had a little bit of success on the zone. Where he didn't have any luck throwing the football at all. They got 42 yards passing. Man, their offense is terrible. Uh, but Ohio State's defense will make your offense look terrible. So... That's Wisconsin's plan. There's no mysteries here. They're going to try to run it. They're going to try to keep it away from Justin Fields. They've got to hope their defense is good enough to hang athletically. Now, I will tell you, their defense is good. It's real good. But I just have a hard time believing that a team that couldn't win the Big Ten West a year ago could regroup, um, reassess, and uh, reconstitute itself into a team that a half a season later can beat one of the most varied, um, hard-to-predict offenses that I have seen at Ohio State in a long, long time. Even when Ohio State's had high-powered offenses. With Troy Smith in 2006. With Joe Germain in 1998. Um, with Cardale and JT and, uh, you know, 2014, first with JT, then with Cardale. You knew who they were and who you had to stop. You know, you had to stop Mike Wiley on the ground in 1998. You had to stop Maurice Claret in 2002. Uh, you had to stop Zeke Elliott in uh, 2014. You know, if Dobbins has an off day, Teague can hurt you. Look at that touchdown he had tonight against Northwestern. In the passing game, I have no idea how you design a secondary to stop Ohio State's passing game. No idea at all. I mean, you got to get great pressure on the quarterback. It's the only thing I know. And Wisconsin can get some pressure on the quarterback, but I just I like Ohio State in this game. I don't know what the line's going to be. I suppose I could guess. Hmm. It'll be more than a touchdown. It probably will be more than a touchdown to get people to bet on Wisconsin. And you know what? If it's 9.5, I would still take Ohio State. I would still take Ohio State. If you're looking to save money on your senior pictures, you want to do something nice for your wife, for your kids, they have a pet they love. <laughs> and you're like, I'd like to get a pet portrait with them, but a studio photographer is not going to let me do that. Well, I got the person who will let you do that. It is Flashes of Fun Photography. Pet photos, they love pets. 
Senior pictures, extremely affordable. Book online, Flashes O Fun. Just leave the F off of flashesofun.com. Book online and save $50. You won't believe what the price is. Uh, I think their prices are way too low, uh, but their quality is high. Their pictures have been used on Unsplashed, which is an internet site where you submit photos and then they're used in marketing photos around the world. Their photos have been viewed over 2 million times and used. I think the other day they had a photo was used like 40,000 times. So there you go. Flashes O Fun, Flashes O Fun. Dot com. Hope to see you in church on Sunday. Remember, two weeks from now, big uh, big uh, doings at Northwest Chapel in uh, Dublin. Joel Penton, former Buckeye speaking, at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Uh, Northwest Chapel, 6700 Rings Road in Dublin. That's where I worship. Hope to see you there. Uh, Ohio State putting the finishing touches on another route, 7-0. and uh, That'll do it for this uh, immediate reaction podcast Spielman and Hooley. Spiels is doing the Lions and the Vikings on Sunday, and he'll be back Monday with his thoughts on this route and on what's to come in Ohio Stadium. A week from Saturday, it's Ohio State and Wisconsin. Everybody have a great night. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon.